You're listening to The Tuesday Club with Sean and Kyle. Hello, Kyle Alicia and Sean Hawley to another edition of the wonderful Tuesday Club podcast. How's it going, Sean? Great. Number one in American rugby podcast charts, mate. <laughs> so well, what can so you, you keep telling tell everyone. <laughs> I'm telling everyone. We're number one in America. Well, it's true. It's true. So you've got to say it, haven't you? Oh, but, sit, uh, sit back a minute, mate. What are you sporting there? A nice uh, San Patablo t-shirt there, is it? Yeah, I am, yeah. And, uh, and there's a story behind this. Uh, San Patablo is established by a couple of local boys. Nigel. They, um, Nigel Hunt. Yep. Uh, who's a local councillor now, and they're Cardiff City fans, uh, but they're very proud of Patalbert, and they do these sort of bespoke designs. So these are the, remember the the, the giant walkers on Star Wars? Remember those? Yes. The land walkers or whatever they were. So they they represent the three unloaders in the steelworks. Oh, the ones on the, you see past the pier. Yeah, and there's Abraham Beach, and we've got a whale, we've got a big sort of children's stone whale with penguins. So they do like scenes at Patalbert, and um, we had these specially made in pink because me and my mates went to Australia to watch the ashes, and on the third day, it's the pink day in okay. recognition of breast cancer for Glenn McGrath. Mm, okay. So we had pink hats and pink T-shirts, pink shorts, and we had a great day. So there's the story there, San Patablo. I, I like the, the the pink and the cricket and the Australian and the ashes bit, but I already knew the rest of that because I got it in red. <laughs> no, I am got it in pink, but... So yeah, anyway, um, without further ado, we've got another wonderful, brilliant guest on today. Uh, last week, uh, we had um, Reese Edwards on, brilliant behind-the-scenes magician of all things directing and producing us on Scrum 5 and all that. This week, we're going back to the media, but this side is somebody in front of the camera. We've got the wonderful Darren Evans, actor extraordinaire. How's it going, mate? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Thanks for having me on. That's all right. It's a pleasure. You've got a proper actor on. <laughs> you got a proper actor on every week. Don't play that game now. Come on. No, no. we got a proper actor. Real <laughs> one. How are you doing, mate? How's things? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. I mean, just first off, I just want to show you my T-shirt straight off. Oh, hey, hey, yes. Wales. Wales. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, not too bad, mate. Just taking it... Uh, Day by day at the moment, I think that's all any of us can do, really, at the moment. That's it. Yeah, uh, it's stuff for you at the moment, mate, is it, like all of us? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, to be honest, I mean, I think as actors anyway, we, we kind of, you know, we're kind of used to waiting around a lot, and we, you know, in between jobs, like, and just sort of... Yeah, not this around. long, though, that. <laughs> no way, right. Maybe not this long, no. But, uh, but uh, so, yeah, I've been... Uh, I've just been, yeah, just taking it day by day, like I said, really. How's how's life up in uh, the valleys there, in Tradiga? It's all right, but it's all right. It's same old, same old. Um, just been mainly out in uh, mainly out in my back garden, drinking and doing TikToks, really, to be honest. That's what I was doing for the first couple of weeks of lockdown, and then I thought, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna have to cut this out, really, because this is, I'm, it's going a bit longer than I was anticipating. So, <laughs> something you want to know, Sean, about Darren is, uh, I didn't know this when we first met, but we lived together for pretty much best part of 2015, and Darren is a mover. Now, he can bust some shapes out like you would not believe. And he is not shy to jump on a bar, jump on a table, or take the mic off somebody who is performing a gig. <laughs> all, the listeners now, uh, all the listeners are looking up his TikTok, aren't they? That's what they do doing yeah. now. <laughs> they probably are, but yeah. What's, what's your handle? Oh, what's your handle? Really? I don't know. <laughs> so, right, now, obviously... Not, I bet they're not these boring ones. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I bet he's got crackers. Yeah, he's, Darren's, a, Darren's a very good comedian. He is a very good comedian. I, I guarantee you, maybe one day in the future we'll all meet in the, in the same event or whatever, but uh, you, 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 you won't find anybody not smiling. I'll be honest with you. And that's, it's not something I've ever said to you before, Dar, but you are one of the funniest people I know. Where, where, where does that come from, mate? Because obviously living in Tradiga now, it's, I suppose it hasn't been much different to you up in Tradiga, is it, with the lockdown? <laughs> <laughs> if that's a treat, I mean, treat is just quiet twenty four seven anyway, and you pretty much. But um, no, yeah, I'm. I don't. I don't know really. I mean, everyone says. Everyone says. Just says it's one of those things. I guess sometimes you're just born with funny bones. Some people, I guess, and that's what a lot of people tell me. But I mean, yeah, I mean, cheers, mate. I appreciate. I appreciate the comedian comment because I mean that's one thing. I mean, it's it's one thing telling a couple of jokes down the pub with the lads, now, but actually, you know, getting up on stage and. And trying to make people laugh, there's nothing worse than that. That absolutely terrifies me. Like I'd be like, oh no, 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 don't want to get yeah, up the stage. The I'll tell a couple of jokes that. personally, like, but to try and get up on stage and make people laugh would terrify me. The thing with you, though, mate, and the stuff I've seen you in is you, you just are genuinely authentic. You know, in, in whatever you do, and you come across as really real. I, I was a big fan of uh, Gangs of London. I know we're going to talk about it later with Kyle, but. You know, you, you just came across like Darren, the guy from Tadiga, like, you know, it was, it was, it was brilliant. You know, like, it was re- quite refreshing. So, yeah, don't lose that, mate. Don't lose your, where you're from and uh, where you stand for, that's for sure. Oh, no, yeah, definitely not. Yeah, that's, that's one thing I always try and, uh, I always try and stay rooted to Tadiga, you know, there's, there's not much up here, really, but it's what I've been brought up with, you know, it's my hometown, like, and I'm pretty much similar to you, Kyle, with Port Albert. You just, you just, you just love it, don't you? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. nothing much you, but it's just home, like, so. Yeah, just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. <laughs> anyone, <laughs> does anyone know where that's from? Anyone at all? No? Godfather Part 3, Al Pacino. And there we are. Anyway, that's for the movie buffs out there. So, anyway, talking about uh, movie buffs and careers, Darren, so far, obviously, we're, we're, we are the same age, me. What are you, 30 now, 31? Yeah, yeah, 30, well, yeah, 31 and uh, just turned 31 now. In July, yeah. So obviously Darren's yeah, yeah. birthday is a few days after mine when we lived together. We tried to have a, a joint party, which didn't go very well. We all ended up somewhere in Cardiff, I can't remember. But your career has been, so far anyway, um, pretty brilliant, mate. Um, you've done so, so many brilliant jobs, but obviously some of the best ones you've done really kick-started the career for you and made you a name is My Mad Fat Diary. And that's a TV programme that is so poignant for so many people. Um, and growing up, you just you watch that TV show and you have those experiences when you're watching them and you're thinking, you know, I've been through that or I know so-and-so has been through that. What was I like to do? And you, you were on it for quite a spell as well. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a fantastic experience. But like I said, I think I did three seasons of that from like, ranging from about 2012 to 2015, I think, something like that. And even still now, I still get people messaging me on Twitter or they, you know, they see me out in Cardiff or whatever and just say, you know, that show is literally just helped them so much to just realise that we all have our insecurities, you know, and and not to be afraid to talk. Like, you know, I really do think that show brought the mental health issues right to the forefront. Which was um which was needed because you know it's still a bit of a taboo subject that a lot of people are afraid to talk about. And so, um yeah, it was a, you know it was a really fantastic show. Um and like I said, it was it was the fact that it was so real as well that it was based on based on a book as well. You know Ray Earl's teenage diary that she wrote. So that that in fact in itself just made it even more more powerful. And 
I think a lot of people just think that it really did depict the nineties so well as well. Do you mean that's a yeah, especially with the uh, with the soundtrack of Oasis and Blur and everything. I think it's um, yeah, it's a show I'm really proud of being a part of. And obviously, you wouldn't you wouldn't have known now. Obviously, when you're shooting, um, a lot of people might know this, but some people won't. The soundtracks of things as actors, when we're shooting, we never get any sort of post edit. Um, hints or whatever it's going to turn out like. So, you know, saying there that the soundtrack was brilliant, you would have only found that out when you actually went back and watched it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and the, you know, people just, I think people love the soundtrack just as much as the program as well because they, they, they just seem to go effortlessly together as well. I mean, the 90s was a great time of music anyway, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. So it just uh, it just fitted so perfectly with the show, really. It's clever, that, isn't it? Because they become iconic then and synonymous with one another. I think, uh, you know, we don't give enough credit. The ghost just came in my room. Dog we thought you were going to have one dog. of those BBC moments then with, with somebody was coming it's in Jack. going, excuse me. It's Jackson, it's my dog. He's, he's back and forth like a yo-yo. Sorry, so funny. But yeah, you, um, oh, you can pick this up, Kyle. So yeah, they become iconic then because and synonymous with the, the soundtracks. And as you say, the 90s was just fantastic. I was in university in the 90s and uh, the music then, of course, it brings back memories, doesn't it? And for you, it's, it's acting in that show. What's it like when people come up to you, mate? You know, say you're in Cardiff and they come up to you and that, is it? Do you, do you ever get, oh, God, leave me alone? Or is it, you know, quite refreshing still? No, I still, I still love it. I mean, it's just, it's just so lovely that people want to come up and, you know, like take the time to have a picture or speak to you or whatever. And so I, I, I mean, it, it never gets weird, that feeling. You know, I always love the feeling when someone comes up because especially when, you know, you can genuinely see that they're just nice people who want to want to talk to you, you know, for a couple of minutes. Like, so I try and as much as I can, I always try and have the time for people. I mean, like sometimes you, you're in a rush, like you need to get into trimming and yeah. totals, but if I can, I'll always was trying to try and stop and have a picture whenever I can. Enjoy it, man. I usually get people saying, "Ah, oh, you're a shit coach. You're crap on telly. <laughs> and that's, that's when I start running down aisle trains trying to fight them. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, obviously we've, we've chatted a bit about my mad fat diary there. You've done uh, loads of different things, too many that I can list off that, but some of the most, uh, or some of the biggest things you've done would be Galavant. You went straight into that American TV show, uh, I know that was uh, something that would be one of your favourite jobs because you named your dog after the show. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, literally, I think I had him. I got the dog just maybe a couple of months after the show, and I was like, "Yeah, let's just name him after the show because it's just a, such a, such a fantastic name." So, and that was that was like a musical comedy, was it? Am I right there? Or... It was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was described as medieval glee, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it was basically just about this this handsome knight Galavant, and he was. Um, he kind of lost the lost the love of his life, Madalena, to this kind of evil King Richard. So he'd he'd uh, he'd gone to chase after her, but then she'd like basically she'd been accustomed to all the the lavish luxury and money life that this King Richard could give her. So he he basically just couldn't win her back in the end. It just followed them. Um, it just followed him trying to win her back with these just array of fantastic guest stars we used to have come in each week. It was just absolutely amazing like i mean the, the kylie minogue and ricky gervais just worked with some really unbelievable people who you just you never thought you'd ever get a chance to work with like so kylie that, minogue man I, I i'm sorry i wouldn't have been able to focus my mind on my job <laughs> had kylie minogue been on set with me I, she's amazing <laughs> she's amazing isn't she you know she she's my she age was, like 
she was um I, I only met her very briefly but she did seem she did seem lovely yeah she's very nice enough i didn't have any scenes with her or anything about it it's sadly it's but, it's uh, crazy when you meet people like that obviously a, i got a, a story that um obviously sean you, oh you might know but this is well done a few years ago well a few years ago 2011 i think it was we did the passion of Talbot where michael sheen came back and he said oh, i'm just gonna play jesus and we did the whole play was um site-specific theater all around Port Talbot, and we had a core cast. There was twelve of us. Then we had hundreds of community cast members, all spread out over Port Talbot over three days. And we did basically the story of Jesus. Um, but anyway, in rehearsals for that, at the time, Mister Sheen was in a relationship with the wonderful Rachel McAdams, and obviously growing up seeing her in Mean Girls, and then you get a bit older and you see her in more serious films, and you just think this. This woman is incredible. And my favourite role that she's ever played so far is the role in Wedding Crashers. I thought her acting, that was just, it brought, brings me to tears. It might just be so beautiful. But anyway, I'm waffling. We were rehearsing and uh, there was a scene where we crucified Michael Sheen and I was playing his brother. So I had to sing to him. He's screaming, crying on, on the cross. And I had to start singing this song to him in Welsh to sort of calm him down. We did that in rehearsal, and what I didn't know was Rachel McAdams was standing behind me. Somebody had walked it, walked her in to watch the rehearsal. So I'd finished the scene, and I turned round, and uh, Rachel McAdams was standing there, and she went, "Hi, I'm Rachel. Uh, what's your name? That was so beautiful." And I was just like, "I'm," uh, 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 and it was like a scene from a film. I was that guy, and I didn't know, and I was going, "I'm," I'm and then this other actor, Jordan Bernard, hit me and went, "Kyle," and I went, "I'm Kyle." And she was like, that was, and I've just, it was like that. So I can imagine what it would have been like to meet Kylie Minogue as well. That's just, she's just bought a new album out as well. It's the plug for Kylie Minogue fans. And and the music is great. She's always produced great music, Kylie Minogue. Yeah, she has, yeah. And she looks, and she does, she looks absolutely fantastic as well. Talk about Ricky Gervais, mate. Tell us about Ricky Gervais. You get much dealings with him when when he came on? Yeah, yeah, he was um, he, he he was a character. He was just a laugh. Like he literally, I mean, he, he was corpsing so many times when he came in because you know it's, a, it's such a funny show anyway, Galavant. So um, you know, we we struggled at the best of times, but then when Ricky Gervais came in, it was just it was just even tougher because he was he played this kind of magical wizard called Xanax, and we went to we went to him to get some portions, I think, and he was uh, he was just he was just hilarious. But he was really a wicked nice Laugh, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. You see, he is. you see yeah. his outtakes from um, uh, Afterlife, you know, yeah, with Steve yeah. Spears and that. It, it's hilarious stuff. He, he's almost like a mischievous little one, isn't he? Who loves yeah. a little outtake or so winding people up. But uh, no, that's good. And tell us, what was it like? Not only living with uh, this one here, the Mad Taff, but uh, to work on the bastard executioner. Is it is it much like living with him as working with him? <laughs> oh, we had a cracking summer to be. It was, I mean, that summer I'll always remember it. It was a, it was a quality summer. It, it went, it went too quick in many ways. I think, I mean, Kyle was tempted to stay there, wasn't it? Yeah. After we finished, he was like, "Should we just stay there?" And I was like, "Oh, not sure how long we could afford to stay here, really." But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was a great job. I should probably uh, could have done with a couple of locks on my cupboards. I think, because he was always after, after my, after my, <laughs> after my, you, food had, in my you had to go and see <laughs> that, didn't you? You had to see that. <laughs> I think it was the um the the if you like a lot of chocolate on your biscuit china club. <laughs> it was those orange ones. I, I used to see them and be like, oh, I've run out of chocolate. Oh, Dan won't mind if I have one. And then once you have one, you have two. And then Dan will come back and be like, oh, I must have eaten all them clubs. I was like, yeah, I think you did, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Normal people, once they have one, don't have two, Kyle. Well, that's why I'm fat. 
So, <laughs> sorry, if, sorry if I've offended anybody there. I'm big boned, um, but you know, I, I've got a I've got a life coach there now. I've just started training with him tonight in his fabulous gym at his home, all socially distanced, of course, and wiped and sanitized. But uh, so yeah, I, I won't be fat for much longer anyway. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, obviously that summer was brilliant. Other than last year, that probably would have been the best year of my life because. We lived together. We had a penthouse in Cardiff. It was right in between town and the bay. We were in town. We were meeting people. And, you know, Ed Sheeran was texting us saying, oh, I come over for a game of FIFA and all this. It was it was the strangest summer, but the best summer ever that you just couldn't picture. It was, yeah, it really was. I mean, I'd like as much as I love Tradiga, if, if I ever do move from here, I think it would probably be back down to Cardiff, you know, because it's such a fantastic city and I love Cardiff. And, you know, it's easier to kind of commute then from Cardiff to London than it is obviously from Tradiga to London. So, but no, yeah, you're right. It was a fantastic summer. We had the best of both worlds than me. I had the Xbox, you had the PS4. It was just, you couldn't, couldn't get much better, really. And that was man, I still look at that apartment, rather. I still look back at the photos of it and miss it, like, it was such a it was such a pleasure apartment. It was so strange. A Wales online. I don't know why they did this because you know me and Darren, you know, we've done a few jobs here and there, and we were trying to make a name for ourselves. But we, well, myself now, even now, by no means like household names in Wales or anywhere, and. Wales Online were just like, can we come and do a, a piece on you two? And can we come into the flat and do a photo shoot? So they did. And there's this, <laughs> this some randomest photos of me and Darren in this flat. And I've got a scruffy beard and scruffy hair. And they were like, oh, Kyle, can you just pick Darren up? Like, you know, you're about to carry him through the threshold and the honeymoon. And, and we did it. It was really strange. But it was. It was one of the best summers that, um, that I think I've ever had. Um, and all thanks to uh, Kurt Sutter and... FX network in America. So thank you very much for that. It's a marriage made in heaven, you two, because one's an Xbox, one's a PS4. Are you still a serious gamer, Da? Oh yeah, still a serious gamer. Yeah, I love it. What do you What, yeah. what do you play? What's your thing? Uh, well, at the moment, I mean, I'm at the moment I'm playing Warzone quite a lot. Me and Kyle are always uh, on it every night, night or every other night, <laughs> trying our best. And uh, I'm also playing The Last of Us Part 2 as well on the PlayStation at the moment because our game is just, I don't know if you've ever played The Last of Us, but it's its just like a, it's just like watching a movie. Like, it's absolutely incredible. The, the, the last game I played, was, uh, it was on an Atari machine. <laughs> and it had, it had two paddles like that, right? With a ball going in between it. Dude. Dude, dude, <laughs> genuine. Old school. Come on, Sean. You must, look. You got normally. We've got uh, a colleague of yours, a friend of yours. They're all you know, the same sort of a peer of yours. Now we've got a peer of mine on you. You must have played games other than that back and forth pong or whatever you know, it was called. Come on. I, 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 honestly, now, right? I tell, and this probably goes back. There was a VG, which would for you boys would be like a spa or a. a um, you know, the local shop down the road from my, my parents, right? And when I was about 10, they had a they had a chippy built next to it and they put a Space Invaders machine in there, right? And I used to go to the boys' club and, and I used to play the pinball and that was it, right? Pinball and I played snooker and table tennis and darts and this and the other. But um, when this Space Invader came along, you know, I, I'd be in there watching guys play it. You know what I mean? I, I was about 10, and my mother said to me once, can you go down to VG, get a loaf of bread, pint of milk? Yeah, no problem. I thought, opportunity now, isn't it, to, uh, to, to watch some <laughs> of the boys playing. I got, I got 10p. It was 10p ago. I got 10p in my pocket. I'm going to go have a game. 
Well, I, I must have got carried away, right? I, it must have been like that Wreck-It Ralph sort of uh, movie. You know, I was just like gone. <laughs> and I must have been gone about an hour. Next thing I know, poof, big hand on my shoulder like that, yanked me away. My father had come down, caught me in the chippy watching Space Invaders. And I probably filled my pants so much that I, <clears throat> I haven't been bothered with gaming ever since. Like, you know? <laughs> it scares you out of it. My middle boy. My middle boy's on it now. He loves FIFA, Call of Duty, but it's also a way. I'm, I, I, I don't mind it because it's how he communicates with his mates. Like you were saying, you and Kyle get on, you know, get on together. He communicates with his mates, and um, you know, if that's what they do, that's what they do. Good luck, you know, enjoy it, boys. We so, all got to relax and play. It's a good release as well, or sometimes, like you know, and and you know this as well, Sean, because we had uh, Liam Williams on a few weeks ago, and and he even says a lot of them rug, professional rugby boys. You know, they're constant rugby, rugby, rugby all day. Nutrition, nutrition, training, training. Some of them like to go and watch a lot of films. Some of them like to just, you know, play with the kids or whatever. And some like to just chill on the on the Xbox or the PS4. It, it is a really good release, I, I find as well. And these some of these, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there in the world that fight for their beliefs or whatever. But the people who say these games influence children and influence like i've been playing a game called grand theft auto since the first one came out and that was we must have been about 10 or 11 when the first playstation ever came out right and and it's it's an it's it's an r-rated game so i shouldn't be playing it then but you know you do these missions you're basically a gangster and what comes with that you know killing and beating people up and getting beat up and all this type of stuff. And I can honestly say that um, I've never been interested in buying a gun or starting a crime ring or, you know... And you've only stolen one car. I've only stolen one car. <laughs> I, I didn't steal it. It was just um, somebody brought it who stole it. I just drove it around the block. But listen, but, Dad, tell me, at what stage does my son stop shouting through the house when he's conceived <laughs> a goal or been killed or something? Well, when does that stop? Oh, I, well, I hate to break it to you, but I don't think it ever does, but I'm still shouting <laughs> even now. Like, I've just been doing a FIFA quarantine league at the moment. Like, it's been about a group of 10 or 12 of us, and we're all in the TV and film industry, you know. We've, we've been playing each other on FIFA every day and competing for trophies and whatnot, and it, it still... It still doesn't get any easier when you concede a 90th minute goal on FIFA. Like you still want to throw that pad out the window. Mate, it's not so just forward. conceding goals, mate. It's, it's like he's turned into Kevin and Perry, Harry M. Feel like you know. So it's, you get a pack or somebody buy a pack of players, is it? Oh yeah, an ultimate team. He's probably an ultimate team kind of guys. Yeah, don't yeah. So himself, he opens a pack up, doesn't get a decent player. Oh, oh, it's so unfair. Oh my god, you know, it's, like, <laughs> it's like the end of the world. It's unbelievable. Right, we've come a, come a little bit away from a game in now. Um, obviously, Sean is massive uh, rugby pundit, professional coach, ex-coach. Hopefully, he's going to coach Wales one day. I'm still got my fingers crossed. Uh, so, Sean's the rugby man, basically, in Wales. And um, we do talk a lot of rugby. I know you're not a huge rugby fan. I know you'll watch Wales when they're on the Six Nations, and I would drag you to watch a game when we were living together, whatever, but you are massive, one of the biggest football fans I think I've ever met. And you've got two teams, basically. Liverpool and Cardiff. So, yeah. oh, bittersweet season, son. <laughs> bittersweet season. Yes, you can say that again. Yeah, definitely. Very bittersweet. Sean is a Man United fan, so I, I don't know what's going to happen right now. Oh. <laughs> well, no, hey, I'm a mean, United fan. I'm mean, a United fan. along so well. <laughs> I think we were here. This is the end of a beautiful relationship. But i got to give it credit. Liverpool are the best team in, in probably in the world at the moment. So you, you sometimes you've got to put your hand up and say, you know, we're rubbish at the moment. I'm nervous about playing Copenhagen tonight. You know I mean? 
you know, fair play. And, and it must have been a great time for a Liverpool fan watching and reveling it because it's been quite a long time, you know. And Cardiff has still done pretty well, you know, to get the playoffs. It's been a pretty good season, that. Yeah, definitely. I don't think anyone really expected us to make the playoffs, to be honest. So that was just a bonus. And I didn't really expect us to win them. So, you know, I wasn't too disappointed. I was still disappointed we didn't do it. But, you know, I, I didn't really expect us to win. But, but yeah, for Liverpool, absolutely. I mean, well, fantastic two seasons, really. They were so unlucky last season to miss out on the title. So then to carry on and just pick themselves up where they left off and win it this season was just amazing. Like, they've been absolutely phenomenal. I'm just so glad they did because my dad, they last won it like 30 years ago in 1989 when I was born. And my dad said, ever since he was born, they've not won it. So he thought that I was a curse. <laughs> it's your fault. So I'm glad now they won it. So I've got that off. I've got it off my chest. I mean, it was weighing so heavily. I thought it was me. <laughs> in 1981, um, very quick story. Uh, me at the mine in school, I was 11, right? And his dad were massive Swansea City fans. And uh, Swans got to the first division. And uh, he said, do you want to go up to Anfield and watch Liverpool Swansea? John Toshak going back to his, you know, his original club. Uh, Bill Shankly had just died. And I asked my parents, yeah, we'll go up because we're going up with his father and uncle. Anyway, cut a long story short. Uh, early 80s was renowned for hooliganism, right? So you still had these cages up, up and over, right? We're 11 now. So we go in really early, hot dog, you know, bottle of Coke, whatever. And his father and uncle put us right in the front with this cage, you know. And, you know, we were next to each other and we could talk and you could, you, you could, you know, plenty of room. Five minutes to kick off. I'm like this, whoosh, up against the fence. I look, Nigel's gone, my mate. I've lost him. I can't see, I can't turn around. I can't move. I was so claustrophobic. I was crying my eyes out until Bob Latchford, Red Swans go 1 0 up. Leighton James got a penalty, 2 0. And then there was two Terry McDermott uh, penalties for two all. And they did a minute silence with um, John Toshak wearing his Liverpool shirt for Bill Shankly. But that was a that was a, a an experience at Anfield, Liverpool and Swansea, where, where I almost died. It was amazing. It was, a, it was awful times. Awful lot, times. It was a lovely oxymoron there. I almost died. It was amazing. Oh, yeah, I, never, <laughs> I almost suffocated. It was horrible, you know. It was horrible. But, uh, yeah, there's a connection there, you know, Liverpool. But, yeah. Can they do it next year when Man United did the resurgent? That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and you, you just can't call it now from season to season because everyone's just going to be rebuilding in the summer now and strengthening. And so, yeah, you can you can never call it really. Tell us about darts, mate, because <laughs> I got a dartboard in my gym. Kyle's just been up and did a workout in the gym. I love my darts. Uh, I mean, I've been watching a bit of it now with no crowds. It's not quite the same, is it? You know, so I love my. We watched a bit of snooker today. Actually, Mark Williams doing yeah. really well against Ronnie O'Sullivan. Oh but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He beat you like him, a bit of darts as well, didn't he? I am a big dart fan. Yeah, I've, 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 I mean, I've grown up watching that since I was a little kid. Like I remember being a little boy and watching the Lakeside come on just after Christmas, and that just used to be as exciting as Christmas for me. Just the darts coming on. And, you know, and I've played it since I was little as well. I think my dad bought me like a dartboard when I was like five or six. So I've grown up watching and playing darts. And yeah, it's, I mean, just to watch some of them now, it just they just make it look so effortless. Do you know what I mean? It, it's, yeah. it's just unbelievable. It's one of those games where it's just, I don't know what the saying is, like it's an hard game, an easy game to play, but an hard game to play well, I think, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, have I you, love that. Do you follow Gezi Price? Gezi I do, Price? yeah, yeah. Big fan of Gezi, yeah. Uh, yeah, him player. and um, 
him and Michael Van Gerwen are probably my favourite players because I mean yeah. Michael Van Gerwen just for me when he's on form, he's the best by my like you know he's untouchable. He's I saw Gez, right? I saw him um, at a at a, a dinner that I did. He was there as a guest on a table. And I said, he was coming up to the world champs. And I said to him, uh, how's the practice going, mate? You know, oh, he must be practicing like six, seven hours a day. He said, I don't really practice. He said, <laughs> like, serious. He said, no, I don't put the hours in that the others do. So he's had a meteoric rise, isn't he, Gezi? And he, he was a bit of a bad boy as well with the crowds. Yeah, yeah, he was he was very much a pantomime villain. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, you, you've got to like admire what he's achieved because he was like a rugby boy, wasn't he? So, yeah. I mean, to just make that transition over from rugby to dance and now he's up to like number two in the world or whatever. Yeah, two in the world. Num- yeah. Number two or three. I mean, yeah, he's just, yeah, he's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Oh, well, I've had one 180. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had one today, actually, an 80. Oh, today? Mine was in 1987, Mallorca. <laughs> <laughs> my my biggest achievement in darts was I beat I beat people in killer at Christmas time at a party. That was it. That's my biggest achievement in darts, and I won seventeen pound out of the pint glass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I missed it, man. I play, play every Friday night. See for the club called the New County Inter League. But obviously, you know we we're not playing at the moment due to this pandemic. But I, I've missed it. Like I I enjoy a good game of darts on a Friday. That's night. awesome, isn't it? Darren Evans plays for his local pub Inter League. Plays darts and darts. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. It's a good night out as well. If you've ever been to the darts yeah. for a night out, but it's just, it's a cracking night out. It really is. <laughs> we'll have to have a game. We'll have to have a game. We'll, we'll take that with, um, international, mate, right? Fill him full of hospitality and then we'll have a game of darts. Definitely, but definitely. <laughs> right, obviously, Dar Tuesday, that me being an actor, we get actors, rugby players on. We like to talk a little bit about what people have been watching and obviously it's worked quite well this year because everybody's been stuck at their homes for quite a while. So, in any box sets you've been watching? Um, what is the last one I watched? I have, to be honest, I mean, like I said, I've been been so busy gaming. I haven't really watched as much stuff as I as I'd like to watch. I and mean, I've got um, I signed up to Disney Plus, so I've been watching a lot of Disney movies rather than box sets. I had a thing about watching all these remakes, like so. I think I watched the Lion King remake, which you know I really enjoyed. Uh, I watched the Aladdin remake, which I thought was I really really enjoyed. I thought Will Smith was. Absolutely awesome as the genie, you know, from his big shoes to fill with Robin Williams, wasn't it? So I love Will um, Smith, I, but I he's not Robin Williams. as good as Robin. I was, you know, <laughs> no one can touch Robin, but I still think he did a, a good job. Um, I wanted to watch. I watched the Dumbo remake. I that was a bit of a slow burner, but it it, it did well in the end. Then I got into it in the end. The only one I didn't really enjoy was the new Mary Poppins. I wasn't didn't think that was a a, a tad on the first of the original Mary Poppins. I didn't. Didn't rate the new one. I love Emily Blunt, but I agree. I thought it was more of an impression of yeah, of, yeah. of the first. Oh my God, I can't. A name evades me. It was the first Mary Poppins? Ju- Julie Andrew. Sorry, God, life can't be that. There's some things are sacrosanct, boys. Yeah. You know, like you can't make Jaws again. No, you, like you they know did what I mean? four no, times. Yeah. <laughs> leave that alone. You know, leave Mary Poppins right where there's bed knobs and broomstick. Don't you dare touch things like that. Star Wars, the original, nah. No. Yeah, so, no, some things should be left where they are, definitely. Right. What would your top three films of all time be? Ooh, um, well, my top, my top one is definitely This Is England. Uh, I mean, I'm a, just such a I'm such a fan of Shane Meadows. I I love to work with him one day. I think he's absolutely amazing. Like, um, so yeah, definitely this is England because that film is so powerful, man. So I can remember yeah. the first time I watched that. It was just still gets me every time I watch it. Second would probably be another of uh, Shane Meadows' films, Dead Man's Shoes. Oh, yeah, 
Amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's just such an amazing film as well. And Paddy Constantine, I think we both worked with him and me and Paddy yeah. is just uh, just an amazing actor, like absolutely one of my favourite actors, Paddy. And then third, I would probably go with Cool Runnings just because it's such a timeless <laughs> classic and it just never gets old. You know, every time it comes back on ITV2 or ITV3 and I see it on, I'd be like, oh, i got to watch it because it's just so funny. That hey, it's on I Disney see. Plus as well, so you can watch as much as you want now. Yeah, you just never <laughs> stop laughing at it. Yeah. It's such a funny film. It's a quality film. And obviously, the last question we ask all the all the guests that is, if there was a film to be made about your life, Darren Evans, the epic, who is going to play you in that film? I can't wait to hear what you got to say. Yeah. Oh, I don't such it could be any actor. It could be living, dead, any actor. So they don't even have to be roughly around the same age as you. It can be like like even older than you and like transform them to play you like oh um ooh, I don't know, it's a tough one. I've all I've always been a fan. It's gonna sound a strange one. It's what I've and it's because I've been told I look like him so many times as well. I've always been a fan of Rowan Atkinson. He's, <laughs> he's another one of my favourite actors. Because I, 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 I've been told so many times you look you like look Mr. Like Bean. Rona, not Mr. Bean. What you do? You have I've been told I could play Mr. Bean the teenage years, like so. And I just, I, yeah, I love Rowan Atkinson. I think, you know, especially in Mr. Bean, the way you, you can just act and make you laugh for like thirty minutes without literally saying anything, just all through <laughs> physical expression. Yeah, and stuff. He's brilliant, isn't he? It's just amazing. So yeah, probably either be Rowan Atkinson or maybe something like I don't know Leonardo DiCaprio, just because he no. seems to smash everything he does, and all the women seem to love him as well. So. <laughs> good reason, good reason. Who did you go for, Kyle? I ain't going for Ed Norton. Ed, yeah, I think Ed Norton would do it. He'd do a good Darren. I can see Ed Norton, yeah. I, I didn't really have one, to be honest with you, but I, I just can't, I don't think I can beat Rowan Atkinson. And it's obviously yeah. because I've seen Darren's Mr. Bean impression is pretty pretty brilliant. Like. <laughs> right, uh, before we let you go, we always do something with our special guests, some quick fire questions we call Up and Under. Uh, just a couple of questions. No ambiguity, not too much thought. See if you can uh, give us some truth about Darren Evans. You all right? Yeah, okay. Go on. Okay, so here we are. Tuesday Club going up and under with Darren Evans. Tea or coffee? Tea. Chinese or Indian? Indian. Call of Duty or FIFA? Ooh, uh, Call of Duty. Big stage or big screen? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, if we're talking serious, I'll go big screen. But if we're talking comedy, I'll go big stage. <laughs> if that's allowed. No one, no one can ever <laughs> answer stage, can they? Cats or dogs? Dogs. Van Gerwen or Gerwin Price? Oh, I got I got to go Gerwin Price, haven't I? Because he's Welsh. <laughs> Tredegar or Cardiff? Oh, I got to go Tredegar. It's my hometown. As much as I love Cardiff, got to go Tredegar. Liverpool or Cardiff City? Ooh, I, Cardiff. Cardiff. Got to be Cardiff. <laughs> I've, I've never even been to Anfield, so it's got to be Cardiff. <laughs> oh, okay, brilliant. Well, them, mate. Good honesty, Darren Evans. You've been up and under. So, mate, thanks so much for coming on the Tuesday Club. Cheers, Dar. Thank you so much. Mate. And then hope to see you in a, in a lot more coming up as well. Cheers, guys. Thanks very much. Thanks, Dar. Love you, mate. Wales. Yeah, Wales. Wales. <laughs>